What's up? It's Mike Russo, growing up, not growing old. Welcome to another edition of the Gungo Reboot, where I'm re-releasing all the episodes from when I first started the podcast. This is the third installment, but it consists of episodes three and four. Episodes three and four, I did with my man, Ivan. Uh, I think we banged out like two hours. Originally, I split them up into two uh, two two hour shows uh, You know one came out one week The next came out the second week What I'm doing with this is I'm taking the two of them Making little edits You know some bullshit in the middle Slamming them together Making one big awesome show uh, Not too long Maybe a little over an hour or whatever What I'm doing uh, also What I always do with these re-releases is uh, I take them into GarageBand And I try to adjust the quality Because back then I didn't really have a setup so I'll try to make them sound a little better. I'll take out the intro and outro music and, and put in newer versions of it. When I mean newer versions of it, I mean MP4A instead of MP3 because the MP3s had that kind of computery sound, whatever it is. So this is a great, great episode, man, because episode three and four, some of the best stuff I did with Yvonne. I want to thank Yvonne for hooking me up, uh, being on top of the show in the beginning. So this is this is real, real good stuff. We did this in his car in a parking lot. Uh, I think Toys R Us, maybe. I don't even fucking remember, but it was a lot of fun. At one point, I actually just left and left him in the th- left him in the car with the microphone. So real awkward moment. I think we're I think we're blasting fucking thoughts every two seconds too. I don't know. Uh, all right, great episode. Check it out. Uh, check me out on uh, YouTube. Instagram and Twitter at Gungo Podcast on on all of them, and just you know do me a favor, go to my iTunes, type in Growing Up Not Growing Old, and leave reviews for the show and uh, comments, and uh, subscribe on iTunes. Check me out. I'm also on Stitcher, and if you want to go back and listen, like if you're all caught up with the uh, Gungo reboot shit with the re-releases, and you want to just go on your own and listen to the old shit. It's at gungo.podbean.com, which has everything, because I think iTunes and Stitcher only has a couple. But if I was you, I would just wait for me to re-release it, because they're going to have the updated music, the uh, better quality. Also, as you're listening to these, you'll notice the quality gets better and better with each installment. And next week, a brand new episode. Me and Angela talk about Star Wars and... Movie Trivia Revenge! 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 Alright, thanks guys. There was me, that is Alex, and my three droogs, that is Pete, Georgie, and Dim. And we sat in the Corova milk bar trying to make up our Razudox what to do with the evening. The Corova Milk Bar sold Milk Plus, Milk Plus Velocet, or Synthamesk, or Drencrum, which is what we were drinking. This would sharpen you up and make you ready for a bit of the old ultraviolence.
You gotta take a shit. <laughs> Yo, what's up, Mikey? I gotta take a shit, bro. I'm alright, I'll keep the hot things. Alright, we're on the road with the, uh, we're on the road with the Growing Up Not Growing Old podcast. Today's, I mean, t- I mean, this week's guest is, uh, Yvonne, who has to take a shit. Yo, what's up, kid? And we're, I haven't spoken or I haven't seen or spoken to you in five years. It's been a while. I, I get you on a podcast, and um, I don't know. Maybe you were influenced by the shit case, but you gotta take a shit two seconds before recording. Two seconds before <laughs> recording, it just it hit me. My stomach got all heavy. It's like lead, but uh, <laughs> that, I'm all right. I can hold it. So, actually, you know what? I'm, I'm, we we had a little drink at Applebee's before we started recording, so I was just kind of. Uh, uh, there's no hyperbole when I say you gotta take a shit we just met, but when you told me that I clogged your toilet. I was listening to the last podcast and I realized that uh it is true that wherever you go, you clog a toilet. You know, not to backtrack, but um But um, but, um <laughs> I just, you know, I, every time I say that, maybe you fucking call me out on it. I will. But uh but um <laughs> it's like but, like, uh, it's like fucking it's like a fucking Damn it, I'm like at a loss for words today. Holy shit. Your speech is a little slurred. Yeah, I, I, I've been drinking. Yeah, right bit. there? Yeah. So nah, I remember man. the one time you uh, you were at my house and you used the bathroom and you came out. Hey, Yvonne, do you have a plunger? I'm like, I don't sound you? like that. In my head, you do. <laughs> you ever notice how you sound? You sound a certain way? People say I sound like Tony Soprano. I don't hear it. Like, oh, you sound like you're mad Italian from Brooklyn. Well, I mean, that's how I speak. I don't hear it. Other people hear it. Tony Soprano's more nasally. Yeah, he's like, hey, you know, yeah. yeah. But whatever. Anyway, you came out. You wanted to borrow the friggin' plunger. Borrow? Yeah, well, I guess you had to use it at that moment. And uh, you have a little habit of uh, clogging toilets. You use a lot of paper, kid. I don't know if I would call it a habit. It's more like an addiction, I would think, because it's unavoidable. It's unavoidable. You shit. I, I, I listen. This isn't the shit case. It's more like a ritual. <laughs> it is a ritual. It's like, it is definitely is a ritual. But this isn't the shit case. We did the shit case last week. All right, let's leave it where this it is. This is a whole. This is a whole new show because. Um, we have a quick history on us. We didn't grow up together. Um, we didn't really do any dirt together. Like me and Jay, we did dirt growing up. But we, I got a job at Symbol Tech out on Long Island. They're the company who invented barcodes. Yeah. Uh, forklift operator, order picker, uh, packer. This is this is what they did out there. Now, the place was big. It's a big place. Huge place. But a lot of people there, most notably girls from every Latino country. It's Colombia, Cuba, fucking El Salvador. I know there's one and two. <laughs> fucking El Salvador. Everywhere. Yeah. Most notably Colombia. Those Colombian girls are fucking hot. I remember. They used to come in uh, like it was a fashion show. And a lot yeah. of times they tried to uh, they tried to trump each other with yeah. the way they looked, you know? They didn't get dressed for us. No, they did it. It was like a competition between them. Let's see how hot I'm going to come in and see who's going to try and trump me that day. Oh, they were hot. Remember? Oh my God, Vicky! I was Vicky pa- Paula. Remember Vicky? Candy? Yeah, Candy. I took Candy on a date, bro. I remember. 
You remember that? You know how I remember? Wow. Because you told me when you guys were in the theater, she crossed her legs away from you. Yes. And I was like, yo, that's a fucking bad sign. That's the sign. That's the dating sign. When when you were the girl and, and she's... And she's <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You see? Pretty soon we're going to need to uh, buy like a six-pack of freaking toilet paper for this kid. Yeah, me? You got to take your shit, not me. Mine went away. I'm good. I'm good right now. It didn't drop? It didn't drop. It didn't drop into the chamber? No, it's in reserve spot. It's in a reserve spot. Anyway. Well, okay, so Candy, she wasn't Colombian though, was she? No, she was, um, I want to say she was uh, El Salvadorian. El Salvadorian. I think she was from there. Yeah, but those girls were fucking hot. Or but anyway. Something like that. Anyway, um, so I was working, and, and at Symbol, you can wear anything you want. There was no real fucking dress code. Did you, you have to wear boots there or anything like that? I think that? you had to wear boots. After a while, you had to wear boots. And they would give you money to buy boots. Cause I yeah, remember I we bought... got allowance. We had shirts with our names embroidered on them and everything. In the beginning, you can wear anything you wanted. Eventually, I bought a pair of Doc, steel-toed Doc Martens. Nice. Remember when the hole opened in the front? Yes. And it had the silver toe sticking out? I remember that. Yeah. Those were hot, bro. So I'm at this place, and I got my first day was the day after Columbine. Really? Yeah. Cause not only that, but the person who trained me. Uh, nice. You got the red light jumping just then. Yeah. The person who trained nachos. me lived in my neighborhood, and I knew her family. I knew her cousin. And no way. Her, yeah, her name was Jen. I don't want to say her last name, Jen something, but it was the day after Columbine. I was remember. Was Jen that. there when I worked there? I don't know. I don't remember no Jen. You were there before me. No. You were there before me. I was me. there before you. Yeah. So we can wear anything we wanted, and I would wear my concert shirts. You know, I remember uh, that. Gnostic Front, fucking Sick of It All, mostly hardcore shit, uh, Gorilla Biscuits. After a while, there's girls who, who started calling me Biscuit. Because <laughs> they didn't know what the fuck it was. They didn't know who Gorilla Biscuits was. I didn't know who Gorilla Biscuits were either. So, but I... I uh, Right, you tell me your recollection of how we met, and then I'll tell you what I remember about you and how we met. All right, so I'm I'm in the warehouse walking, right? Lakeland I'm, Avenue, right? On Lakeland Avenue, yeah. Long Island, New York. So I'm walking down the warehouse, and and, and I'm wearing a bold shirt. Bold is a, a straight edge New York hardcore band. The front of the shirt said bold. The back of it had the guy singing with the finger out, my right. face, and it said Revelation Records on the bottom. So I, I hear, yo, you know Revelation Records? <coughs> it was you. It was I, me? It was you. See, I don't remember that. Yeah. I was like, yeah, man, I know Revelation Records. You you were like, yeah, it's a hardcore label. I was like, yeah, you're into hardcore? Yeah, I'm into punk hardcore. Yeah. That's when we met. I don't remember the bold and what's Revelation your, Records. What's your story? But I remember right after that. When you were like, yeah, I listen to hardcore bands. I was like, yeah, I listen to punk and I like hardcore bands too. But what was the interaction? The interaction was, uh, you were on an order pick, I remember. You were driving. I came up to you and I asked you. I was like, yo, you like these bands? Because I was wearing the bold shirt? Yes. Okay. The interaction was because okay. I would see you every day. And I there's two shirts I distinctively remember you wearing. I remember you wearing the Gorilla Biscuits shirt. I knew they were a hardcore band. I never listened to them ever, but I knew of them. And you used to wear a Sick of It All shirt with the dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I knew Sick of It All. I listened to Sick of It All. I saw them. Mm. I went to shows before I even like moved out here for a little, uh, you know, 
introduction to where I'm from. Yeah. I grew up in Brooklyn. I was born in Venezuela. Came here, came here when I was four. I'm sorry. Uh, I, 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 I'm sorry. So, start again. Where were you born? I was born in Venezuela. My parents are both from Sicily. Where's Venezuela now? Central America? Venezuela is in South America. Okay. It's, okay. Right, it's right above um, Brazil. There's Colombia. It's, it's, it's the top, top country in that South American okay. region. So, my parents went there for work. And then my mother decided she wanted to come to New York. She had relatives here in Brooklyn. So, she moved here. With me and my sister, and we lived in Brooklyn until I was about 20, 21 years old. See, now I thought, I thought you were born in Sicily. No. I thought, this is what I thought all these years. You were born in Sicily. Right. Your father left your mother, moved to Venezuela, and met a Venezuelan housekeeper, and then they hooked up, and that's how you learned to speak Spanish. That's a great story. <laughs> yeah, but it's totally untrue. No. <laughs> No, my parents, both from Sicily, moved to Venezuela, lived there for about eight years. My father and my mother did separate. He actually met a Mexican woman in Mexico and got married with her and had kids with her. My mother was in Venezuela with just us, and she moved to New York. How did you learn to speak Spanish? I learned to speak Spanish because my mother used to speak Spanish. They used to watch the telenovelas, and I worked with a lot of Spanish people, and my father then... In turn, followed us years later and lived in Brooklyn. And he was the weekend dad. He was married to a Mexican woman. So in his household, we spoke Spanish. And you already knew how to speak Italian, and they're not that, that, that different. They're not that different. And, you know, my family, all being from Italy, they all speak Italian. Off the boat, everybody's got the accents, this and that. Mm. So it was just something that, you know, we came up, you know, when we were uh, growing up, we learned how to uh, speak you know, Italian in the house. So I spoke Spanish and Italian because of that, you know. So we moved out here to the island when I was around, I don't know, 20, 21 years old. But you were in Bensonhurst first. I was in Bensonhurst first. I, I, I went to school in Bensonhurst. I grew up in Bensonhurst. Like, what age did you get there? I got there when I was four. Four. I was four years old from Venezuela. And how? when did you leave? I left Bensonhurst when I was 20, maybe 21 years old. Oh, so you got a good fucking 18 years or yeah, so in there. Yeah, I grew up in Brooklyn. My upbringing was all in Brooklyn, everything. Now, I'm, I'm going to have a podcast with my brother. I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna do three podcasts with my brother. Yeah. One about me and him just shooting the shit. Okay. One with me, him, and his friend about all about hardcore, and one about growing up in Brooklyn, because I feel like I got robbed, because I was born in Brooklyn, but my, my parents split up when I was like five. Oh. And my brother always tells me how great it was growing up in Brooklyn. Is that true? Brooklyn, it is true. Brooklyn is... <laughs> I say that with conviction, because it's not like that anymore. I'm actually interviewing you right now. <laughs> I know, I feel like it's an interview. <laughs> with the fucking light on? Yeah, with the light on and everything, right? And, uh... No, Brooklyn was just a great place to be. It was really like like when you look at the old movies, people, you know, yeah. hanging out on the stoops, walking on the street. You take a walk around the block, go to the candy store, you know. Stoop ball. Stoop ball, stick ball. We used stick to play ball. football in the street. We used to play... Uh, touch tackle. Touch tackle. <laughs> we used to play... Um, <laughs> wiffle ball was a big one. Oh, block parties? Yeah, Hell yeah. block parties. And just, Brooklyn was just a great place to be. When I was growing up in the eighties, then when I moved out here in the mid nineties, it was. Wait, I'm uh, sorry. I don't. I don't mean to. Uh, 
All right, go ahead. You know, I'll touch on that after. Go ahead. All right. Growing up in Brooklyn was was great. And when I moved out here in the mid-90s, I was, like, lost. I went from you could go around the corner and get whatever you want, public transportation, bicycles, to, like, everything's a parking lot. Which was great because you don't have to learn how to fucking parallel park out here on the island. You could just drive wherever. Yeah, you could just put it anywhere you want. Well, luckily for me, I was lucky that, you know, I, I got a car. And uh, when I moved out here, I had just first, I, I, I got my license at 20, 20, 21 years old. That's common like, for Right for before Brooklyn I moved people. out here. You know, I had a friend that got his license when he was 18, and we used to drive around with him. I, I didn't need one at the time, but when I found out we were moving out here, uh, I got my license, and I, I learned how to drive out here. And uh, coming out here was a little uh, depressing at first, but, you know, started making friends and stuff, cousins, this and that, started going to work. It's a bit of a disadvantage to learn how to... Being from Brooklyn, it's a disadvantage to learn how to drive in Long Island first. Yeah. Because if you learn how to drive in Brooklyn first, you got all those one-way streets. You're a champ. And you got a parallel park on the right side and the left side. Yeah. You got fucking the street sweepers that come. You got a fucking... You know what I'm saying? So that was a bit of a disadvantage. But uh, I was learning how to drive in Brooklyn, so I learned, like, like driver's ed and all that shit. My sister had a car, so she would take me driving every night. So now when I go to the city, well, they call it the city. When I moved out here, the city, in Brooklyn, when you say the city, it means Manhattan. It's the city, city. Over here, when you say the city, it means, like, the boroughs. Manhattan, That's how you know else. if someone's from the boroughs right. or from Long Island. Exactly. Because if they say the city, yeah, I'm just going to Brooklyn. That's not the city. The city's the city. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, growing up in Brooklyn, it was just, uh, it just you got to learn how to drive. If you don't know how to drive in those streets, you're dead. And now, like, because I had a little bit of that practice, and now I, I work in, the, you know, I work in the Bronx and, and, and Brooklyn and this and that, it's... Uh, I don't have a hard time driving because I just do the yeah. maniac driving like everybody else. You have to. You either get in it or, 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 or you're dead. So now how long have you been on Long Island ever since? I've been on Long Island since, I would say, 1999. So what are we talking? Uh, what's 15 that? years? Yeah, almost 15 years I'm out here. And you know what? I got to say, I love the way I grew up in Brooklyn, but I, I, I embraced Long Island and I, I love living on the island. I, I made a lot of friends, a lot of great memories. Um, it's just a great place to be. Now, when you approached me at Symbol about the Revelation Record shirt, that's how I remember it. You, uh, we ended up talking about music. You went to punk rock, uh, you know, Rancid and the Ramones, and, and I was more into Sick of It All, Gorilla yeah. Biscuits, like we said. Now, growing up in Brooklyn, not growing up, but spending how many years? Four to 18, whatever, eight, was it 18 years? Yeah. Growing up, how the fuck are you not a Guido dick, asshole Cougine? All right. For those who don't know, a Cougine is a Guido. Cougine. But Cougine is like the Brooklyn. Hey, yo. How you doing? Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Cougine you know? is, a, is a Guido. They wear their chains and they walk down 18th Avenue. 18th Avenue. Right, with the snake and they got the freaking uh, Santa Rosalia. Uh, and the fucking horn, guy with the horns. The guy the with the horns. With they, the, uh, they have all the little feasts and stuff so like that. So how did you not end up being a Cougine? Or did you? No, when I was younger, I was, you know, I was influenced by that because everybody was into that. But you know what? In Brooklyn, you either a cuisine or you realized how stupid it was being a cuisine and how, like, corny it kind of was. And, like, I kind of started getting into rock. A lot, a, lot of, a lot of it has to do with the fact that uh, my next-door neighbor, this younger kid, 
Uh, actually, my cousin's married to his sister, this kid Justin. He was into grunge, really, like, and the guy across the street from me was into metal, like Kiss, and, and he was into, like, Metallica, Anthrax. So I started, like, I really started getting into the whole metal rock thing, you know? And uh, I discovered Nirvana, and I, I loved Nirvana. I was like, this is great, you know? And then what happened was the whole, like, second generation of punk, they call it the second generation, like Green Day, Offspring, Rancid, all those bands started coming on board, and I, I got hooked on that sound. That was with, um, like, popularity, like, everyone. Like, it was available for everybody. It was MTV, you know what I mean? MTV, right, right. And I got to tell you, when I heard that first, when I heard Longview... Yeah. I, I, I still love that song. Yeah. Longview's a badass song. You know what? That that that, that first album, Duke... No, it's not their first album. It's their first, like, main, main Street album. Dookie, like, just changed my life. It just... I was like, this is the kind of music... I was always, in my head, searching for something... And that metal hit me, and I was like, wow, this is great, you know? Listening to the Beastie Boys, and they had that little rock edge to it. Mm. And I was like, wait, I know there's metal bands out there. And I used to watch the Headbangers Ball, so I got into, like, Metallica and Megadeth and Guns N' Roses, you know? And then I was like... I this is before the Green Day. Before Green Day. This is before, you know, before even Nirvana. Like, you know, I was into, like, some of those, like, rock bands, metal bands. And I was just like, I know there's some cool music out there. Now, growing up... I knew of nice one. <laughs> I leaned away from you to fucking blast that fall. Thank out you. I, I know I'm gonna get a whiff of it later, but you know, I mean, like it, it's the cost of. Now, uh, dude, if you get a whiff of that fall, is that gonna fucking get the fucking? Is that gonna make you want to shit? Like your body's like, yo. I think it's gonna make me want to fucking vomit. <laughs> no, all the windows are rolled up. Yeah, the windows are rolled up. It's getting all foggy and hot over here. <laughs> so, uh, now what happened was uh, with the with the rock music, I just. I was looking for something fast. I was like, I know there's some cool music out there. I'm like, and, you know, I used to hear, like, you know, punk music here and there. And I'm like, what is that? That sounds really fucking cool. I mm. like I like how fast it is, how aggressive it is. Yeah. I really want to get into it. It sounds really good. And you can listen to a punk rock song you never heard before, and just you just know it's aggressive. Yeah. And the thing is, like, you know, all these songs, they're ballads and five minutes, six minutes, seven minutes, even with the metal song. Too much. And I was just like, you know what? I just want to get to the point. Give me a two, three minute song and I'm good. Growing up, I was aware of like the Ramones and the Clash and the Sex Pistols. And I like that punk, but I was like, I know there's other stuff out there. So Green Day like paved the way for me. I I, I discovered like Rancid and, yeah. and the Bouncing Souls. Yeah. Uh, then when I discovered uh, Bad Religion, I was hooked. I was like, this is great. Bad Religion, no effects. I'm like, there's better bands than this. I'm yeah. like, there's got to be stuff out there that I really want. I'm telling you, I went out and, and I bought... Then we had cassette tapes. I bought the Mighty Threat cassette. Big. That's yeah. huge. That's that's a big one. You know? The one with the sheep on it? Yeah. It was that a, one. it was um uh out of step. Out of step. Just it was just the out of step album. Then I found out there was the songs they did before Out of Step that were faster. I was like, wow. Now is that the complete discography? I bought the complete discography. Because they had like seven inches, you know, that always had like five or six songs on it. They put everything all together. That's a game changer. Yeah, that that changed my life. I was like, wow, Minor Threat. This, I, I was 16 years old. I heard Minor Threat. I was like, wow. And then I learned. And I was just, I was, I, I learned, this, this is my thing to say that when you finish your sentence, I'm going to jump in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, when I discovered Minor Threat, I was like, I, I noticed, I noticed. 
what is this music? So I, I looked into it and, you know, you didn't have no internet where you could just look stuff up, Google stuff, this and that. So, you know, I would grab magazines, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, start reading up on stuff. And, and I noticed like, you know, the bands I liked were listening to those bands when they were young. So I was like, I want to go back and hear what they were listening to and what influenced them. And in turn, I started getting influenced. And then I remember I bought um, I bought a Sick of It All CD. And uh, that was, um, what came out in 94? Built to Last? 94. I don't know. That's a tough one. It, it, it might have been Scratch the Surface. Scratch the Surface. That was it. Yeah. Scratch the Surface. I heard that. And then I went to a couple of concerts. I, I went to a couple of concerts. I went to a couple of shows. Yeah. You know, now they're concerts. Yeah. I went to a couple of shows and, and, and I saw a couple of hardcore bands and I was just like, Sick of it all, agnostic front. Like I started getting into all that, all, all the hardcore stuff. So minor threat. My question was going to be, which you actually answered, was how did you know minor threat was hardcore? But you said you kind of you got looked into it a little bit. Yeah, I, and I, that set you on the path to see sick of all agnostic front, and that minor threat was your fucking your, your transitional album from punk to hardcore. Really? Yes, that's how I that's how I discovered hardcore. I gotta say, I gotta give credit to minor threat. And then right after that, I bought Scratch the Surface, and it was uh, sick of it all. And then I bought Agnostic Front. Uh, I, I think Right Right Upstart came out. Um, there was an album before Right Right Upstart. Right, it was Something's Gotta Give. Something's Gotta Give, and then Right Right Upstart. Right Right Upstart is one of the best albums ever. Oh come that on, that fucking man. thing is ridiculous. It it's so fucking strong. Is that the one with the Giuliani song? Yeah. Yeah. It's the first song on the And album. you know what made me also buy that album? You know who produced that album? Lars. Lars Fredrickson. Yeah. From Rancid. Did a good fucking job, too. Yeah, man. He did that. And so I, I discovered these hardcore bands. And then when I saw you at Symbol and you were rocking all these, I was like, I got to talk to this kid. I kind of felt stupid because Mark has, uh, Mark. Mike has that fucking, uh, that hard look. If you don't know, <laughs> if you don't know Mike and you see him across the room, you think he's a dick. Like, who's this? Who's this fucking dick? Like, like, like! I don't even want to approach him because he's gonna be like, "What the fuck do you want?" I was born with this mug. You got, you got that mean face. But then I asked you, and you were like, "Yeah, you know, yeah. that's how you sound like in my head." <laughs> I don't sound like that. No, you know, you make me sound like a fucking a lonely donkey. I'm sorry. No, no you like, no, like, yeah, no. you know, I listen to these bands. I do this. I do that, and and, and we just clicked right off. You know, we started you talking about bands. When you have that bond, yeah. even though I was primarily hardcore. You were primarily punk. We still had that bond, which is, it's instant. Once you have that bond with somebody, as long as that person's not an asshole, you can pretty much hang out with them. I mean, it's... Yeah, I agree, it's, bro. I if mean... I, if I see someone in the mall with a Gnostic front shirt, I'm wearing a sick roll shirt, we look at each other and almost give a nod. Yeah, it's and like, it's we keep like going. respect, you know? It's a community. It's like a family. Yeah, it's like that, it's that mutual, like... Understanding, yeah. like we we know, we know, you know? we're we, you know, that's that's what it is. We're different. We're we're set, and that's the thing. Growing up, I I didn't like following the flock, the sheep. I always wanted to be unique. I always wanted to be different. Yeah. And uh, it, it was just like when I started listening to that music, I was just like, "There's only certain people listen to this, and they're the people that really know what the fuck music is, mm. and not just like bullshit that was on TV." Don't get me wrong, I like. All types of rock music, you know. Sure, I, I've grown up, I've yeah. evolved, but like when I go back to it, to me, it's like it's a no-brainer. Like punk is in it's it's in my veins. It's it's I wake up listening to punk, I go to sleep, 
It's it's in me. It's yeah. what I like. Punk, hardcore, all that. And now looking at looking twenty years later, I'm still in. Even the other day, I was like, I can't believe I'm still listening to punk rock. It's great. You know? Well, because you know the 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 the, uh, the the basis of punk and hardcore really is youth, and because you're young and, and your basis from what band? <laughs> <laughs> the basis of punk. <laughs> But, you know, it's mostly, you know, it's it's a youth movement. It's youth culture. Yeah. But you know what? It's really not because once you're in there, you realize that it's not music. It's not a genre. It's 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 a way of life, man. It's how you live your life. Like, I live my life hardcore. You know what I'm saying? Not because I'm, for people who don't really, are not familiar with the music, it's not because I'm a tough guy, like what you said, with the hard look and, yeah. and don't talk. It's just that. I work hard for my money, and I make my money on my own with no help from nobody. And you know, you know, it's not a, it's no dress code. Like I'm wearing Doc Martens right now. Yeah. Like Doc Martens was like the outfit back in the '80s for the skinheads, but I'm not wearing them because it's part of the outfit. It's just a comfortable boot. Yeah, no, I mean, you don't have you could dress the way you want to dress. I mean, obviously, a, a lot of a lot of the a lot of the fashion comes from, I guess, like skateboarders and stuff like that. That's why you see people wearing, you know. Uh, Vans and Chuck Taylors and, yeah. and 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 you know you got the skinheads they yeah. they were working the working class so they wore boots to work so they wore Doc Martens they had so, to they had to so, wear they the skinheads had to wear steel toe yeah to work yeah and they shaved the head because you know a lot of the skinheads they were fighters yeah and if you shaved your head back in the the seventies where people had long hair if you shaved your head you it couldn't be used against you in a fight right. It's almost like military, like the way they make you shave your head because, you know, you don't want the enemy to grab you by your hair or whatever and slit your throat. And eventually... <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> you ever heard of that? Um, I, I guess you, you would have to get your helmet off first, though, right? Yeah, but they get your helmet off and you got like this fucking wafting fucking head. They're going to grab it and that make it slit your fucking throat. Makes a lot so of sense. me, I, I, I knew that the, the military shaves your head because, I guess... Plus his uniform. Right. It's a uniform I'll, look. That was what I was just going to say. The uniform look. They want everybody to have the same. Like, who the hell's this guy with a fucking M16 with a fucking dreads? Yeah. You know? <laughs> who the fuck wants to see that? You know, it was a Bob Molly with a fucking gun. Dude, who's this asshole with a mullet? Yeah. But it wasn't called a mullet back then. What was you it know, called? Back, it was called nothing. Party in the front? It was, no, 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 no party in the front. It was a uh, no business, business in the front. In the front. Party in the back. I had a mullet when I was a kid, but it wasn't a mullet. It was just long hair. I don't know. After a while, it just turned into a mullet. Somewhere you had a mullet. I saw a mullet picture of you. You had like Metallica shirt on, something like that. Bad Religion shirt on. Yeah, yeah. You showed me that picture. Bad Religion was a a band I got into by accident. Now you you you've been into you've been into this far longer than I have. Well, what happened was I was always into metal. My brother got me into metal. I had my first cassette was Master Puppets. Nice. So I listened to Metallica, Slayer, Celtic Frost, Venom were my first bands, and in the and my brother we lived together in the same room. We sh- you know we did uh, we shared the room, different beds, and an apartment in West Babylon, Long Island. So when he listened to something, I had to listen to it. Yeah, and he had all these fucking cassettes. That's some good influence right there. And um, so I got my influence from him. Yeah. But my father would always listen to Black Sabbath and Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin and Billy Joel. So I always had some kind of music going on. Yeah. So what happened was my introduction to hardcore and punk was in sixth grade. Yeah. I was wearing some kind of shirt, probably. Oh, I had a Venom patch. Right. And this guy was like. You have a jeans jacket? Yeah. 
It was a leather jacket with a jean vest over it. Oh, you had you had the sleeves list, right? Yeah, yeah. I have one home right now. And the- <laughs> it don't fit. I'm so fat, and- it don't fit. And uh, well, that's your goal. You want it? It's your goal. Let fit that. That's your goal. Lose weight to fit into that. Yeah. What patch should I put on the back? There's no patch. With the, the sleeves in front, you'll be able to hear it all. No, 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 no sleeves. Elbow. I cut the sleeves off myself. Oh, oh, okay. What I was talking about, I had the leather jacket. Yeah. With the sleeveless denim over it. Oh, that with was. But the, the patch. All on right, it. That, that was cool. Right. So, uh, this guy was like, "Yo, uh, you have any circle jerks?" I was like, "No." I didn't in my head. I was like, "No, my brother does though." Yeah. He's like, "You know, if you bring in the circle jerks, I'll trade you something." So, sorry, Anthony. I know you listen to the podcast, <laughs> but <laughs> I traded your brother's fucking dude. I <sighs> I went into your cassette collection, and stole your circle jerks cassette. You jerk off. Which one? Wonderful. Which dude, you you were the reason why I bought that CD. It's bad <laughs> because it is pretty bad, you know. But it's funny. It, it's a great fucking. I mean, it's a it's a great album to listen to. When I listen to it, I I, I hear that song Snake. <laughs> Wait, what and song I instantly is that? think of you. What song is that? That that one at the end where it's the kids uh when when it's the kids singing in the background. Oh my god, that album stinks. It's so bad. It's funny though. Snake gets his heart broken or something like that. Oh, I mean, what a dick. What yeah. a primo. But <laughs> what a primo. <laughs> but listen, so I went to my brother's collection. And um, I stole Circle Jerks, wonderful, the cassette. And I brought it into school, and the dude's name was Danny. And he gave me New York Hardcore, Where the Wild Things Are, compilation. Oh, that's a good trade right there. Which, it had outbursts. Fuck, wonderful, that was great. That was wonderful. Fuck, it it was a wonderful thing. Life's blood, (laughs) shit, terror, maximum penalty, Norm Bates and the Showerheads, killing time. It was fucking... It changed my life. Oh, putting that cassette in the thing and reading the lyrics, instantly connected, related, and I never went back to listening to metal ever again. I never stopped listening to Slayer. Oh, you got me into Slayer hardcore. I mean, like, I just knew Rain and Blood, but, like, you started, like, I still, to this day, I listen to Slayer because of you. You introduced me to Slayer. You made Slayer. me a whole bunch of comp CDs. You got me into you got me into bands I never listened to. Let me tell you something. I'll On tell you note, a, a good connection we have. What's that? Right, what do you have? I'll tell you what I got. Okay, well, you introduced me to punk. Like, uh, I tried. I don't know if you remembered. You gave me all of the Bouncing Soul CDs. I did. And I didn't like it. I liked East Coast Fuck You song. Yeah, Fast of. And I liked... Shark Attack? There was another song I liked. I don't remember the name of it. But then you gave me all the Screeching Weasel shit. And uh, I just thought, I, I kind of got into them a little bit. Screeching Weasel? And you gave me Rancid. And I didn't. I couldn't get into none of it. I was so hardcore. It was, yeah. I saw Rancid live when? at Black and Blue last year. Oh, you did? Dude, it Lucky. was fucking awesome. Dude, good, they right? fucking killed it. Yeah. Right? So now I go back and listen to that Rancid shit you gave me, and I love it. Now I like Rancid, like even the old shit. Yeah. Um, I still can't really get into the Bouncing Souls too much, but I'm starting to get into Screeching Weasel shit you gave me, especially yeah. that cover album is great. Yes. And um, you know Last Call Brawl? Yeah, I know Last Call Brawl. They're kind of a Bouncy Souls kind yes. of sound. Yes, yes. So, yeah, so I think um, you definitely got me into fucking indirectly Rancid. I was trying to, like, you, you were giving me hardcore, so I was trying to give you punk. So we had a little more to relate. But the biggest connection we had, and you could agree with this. I'm going to guess. Can I guess? Go ahead. GBH. 
But no, you really got me into GBH. But that definitely is. Okay. I mean, nothing beats Slut. That's a great <laughs> fucking song, <laughs> bro. Come on, Slut is a great oh, song. Great. That whole album is good. That fucking oh my god. Remember we saw them live with Circle Jerks? Now we, I'll never forget that. We were a little late. We didn't miss any of their songs, but yeah. as we're walking into um Roseland, Irving Plaza, what was it? That was Irving Plaza. As we're walking into Irving Plaza, you heard the tick of time bomb. Yeah. That's right. Oh, it was great. And that was the first song they played. Oh my god, GBH. I I you know what? In turn I, I still haven't explained I haven't even told I haven't said it on the podcast yet, but I started listening to punk. I picked up guitar, started playing guitar, and that's what turned me into a guitarist. Was playing, uh, listening to punk rock music, mm-hmm. and uh, I still have my first guitar that I bought when I was seventeen, and it still has stickers on it. And one of the stickers that are still on there is a GBH sticker. Nice. I got a rancid sticker on there, a GBH sticker. Now what is is it charge GBH? Was it, you know what? what? Is that? They they dropped the charge. I don't even know what the fuck that is. I don't know. It was just something they it, they were charged GBH and then they dropped the charge part. Now they're just GBH. Yeah, it's um, very awkward. They're they're on tour right now. I mean they 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 never still, stopped really. No, they never stopped. They're still doing it. I gotta um, tell you, I don't like that fucking City Baby Two album. <laughs> City Baby Two. I bought it and I was disappointed. I thought I was gonna get like you know, the first album. Yeah, but it wasn't. But uh, I'll never forget that album. That album, I listened to it. How great is it when they're like... The blast beat. The, oh, that double great. blast beat. That, that I could tell you, fucking Paul Howe. And you know Paul. Paulie fucking loves the blast beat. He loves bands like that. And uh, that... that the jumpy, I call it the jumpy. The, you call it the jumpy? It's, it's like, actually called the blast beat. It's a jumpy that's, fucking that's beat. That's the name yeah. for that. No one based in the showerheads is a lot of that. They shit. do the blast beat, and the bla- the blast beat is great. A lot of bands. I don't thought do the that. blast beat was like SOD. Yeah, it's that. It's, it's that fast. It's that that fastness is a blast beat. You know, you you just constantly just fast, 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 fast. But uh, I just got one band that I gotta say and. Everybody probably that listen, most people that listen to this podcast will know it. Kill your idols, bro. Yes, yes. That is one pride that we have here on Long Island. Is a band from West Babylon. You told me many stories about behind the scenes stuff. Where oh, yeah. I knew this guy he used to drive by in his car. Yeah, this Gary with the Woody. Gary, yeah, the Woody. He had the Woody, again. and Gary's a great guy. And uh, Kill Your Idols is definitely the. Uh, how the many shows did we go? I'll tell you one good, one one cool show we went to it was me, you, and Jay, and we drove to um, the Knitting Factory. The Knitting Factory, yeah. Do you remember that? That was uh, yeah, a I remember great that. fucking show. They went on at midnight, and the show we missed every band, and we got there like two minutes before their set. It's like it's like we get there Perfect. every time. Perfect. Perfect. We miss all the bullshit. Well, we, you know what. Most of the time, you can find some good bands yeah. before the band. It's true. But I think we knew those bands, and we didn't want yeah, to see them. Yeah, we saw that already. Yeah. But uh, they played an awesome set, and then we drove through Brooklyn. I Wait, don't know if you remember this. I don't want to interrupt you, but Go before ahead. that, I always wear boots to shows. Right. And that night, I wore sneakers. <laughs> Do you remember? I jumped off the stage New and ba- fucking... New Balance? Yeah, I had my new balances on. I remember on, you. And I fucking... I think hey, I, I might, don't. I remember you. <laughs> I think I broke my toe. 
You did break it. You bitched about it all night. My toe. I think I broke my toe. I think I broke my toe. <laughs> I landed on and my Jay's toe. Driving and Jay's driving. Jay had like a fucking, a white car, was it? It was a Supra. It was, it was a Toyota Supra, Supra. And he was driving. Shut the fuck up, Mike. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Pass me a beer. Shut the fuck up. I was in the back because I had to stretch out the, my the, the, the What was it called? You guys said in the last podcast, the drive drunk, drunk drive. Uh, we, well, we would always drive drunk. You would not, drive drunk, but not drunk drunk. And I was drink, with you guys. We would drink and drive. I did like, it too when yeah. I was with you guys. Yeah. And he drove, we drove through Brooklyn and fucking listened to Phil Collins. Remember that? Yeah. I can feel it coming <laughs> in the air. And Jay's like, I fucking love this song. I remember And that. even you, like, you know, Tough Mike, you know. Back then, we we always called you Hardcore Mike. Hardcore Mike, yeah. yeah. Fucking Hardcore Mike. He's like, you know, I like this fucking song, too. Dude, like, it's a good song. Shit. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning. And do you remember where we drove? We drove to uh, we we drove to where Jay was from, which was Benson Hills as well. That's right. We went through like his uncle's neighborhood. I don't remember exactly where he lived. Rockaways think, and shit. Yeah, went through the Rockaways. Yeah. yeah. That was great, man. Then there was another show we went to. I don't know if it was the same show. Was it the, before we went to the show? We went to Little Italy. You remember sitting down? We had pasta. No, I don't remember that. Wow. It was the same night? I, I, it was, maybe it was before the show. We went, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if Jay remembers this either, but we went to Little Italy. And we fucking sat down and we ordered spaghetti. We all had fucking spaghetti. <laughs> And beers. And, and that's it. We went we went into that, you know, Mulberry Street, sat down, we had we had a couple of uh plates of spaghetti, maybe some calamon and uh beer and it, we bounced. I don't remember if it was the same show or not. It must have No, been. that was the night we went on a boat. The and we boat. saw fucking sick of it all on the circle line. Yeah, that the, was great. All right, who else was that agnostic front was with them? I don't think so. I champion. Think it was champion. Fuck you. It was champion. Yeah. All right. I remember that. Champion. Because we were into champion. We discovered champion. Champion. The fucking Greek band. They really and are. they're playing with fucking sick of roll on a boat. And we went on that fucking boat. That's great. And it was me, you. It was your brother, and I, like two more of your brother's friends, and, and Jay. And uh, we went on the boat. And uh, you remember who we saw walking around on the boat? Who? Oh, sad and sorry and shit. Who? Tim Armstrong. I don't remember that. From Rancid. Rancid. The, and I was like, yo, I want to go talk to him. And you were like, oh, go say what's up to him. He was walking around like nothing. That's what's fucking great about yeah, punk, bro. There's no There's no, there's no fucking Mick Jagger running around. Yeah. You can't go. The guy's in my face. I can go up to him and say what's up. I used to go to all the Vans Warped Tours when they used to be fucking cool. Yeah. And he used to go to the booth and meet the fucking, and meet the singer and shit like that. And uh, on the subject of Kill Your Idols, they're not idols. I respect them for right. what they do. Yeah. And uh, I, I would, it's a pleasure to meet these guys. Yeah. But there's no stage. There was never a stage with them. There's no fucking barricades in between. They're not up on some pedestal looking down on us, and we're not looking up to them. I remember I saw Warzone. He was in the middle of the fucking room. Yeah. That's how it was. I mean, like, you could just get on stage. How many times did we go to that website and see us in the pictures? What website was With that? Hardcorewebsite.net? No, just a regular Kill Your Idols website. When you look at the pictures of certain shows. Oh, yeah. 
I seen myself in Especially like, that one out east of the church. With the fucking Ramon shirt I had on. <laughs> and the fucking camo shorts. I thought I was hardcore. Oh, that's great. And yeah. you see a picture of me. I was doing like the windmill. My eyes were closed. I, I know was, exactly what you were wearing like, too. Jets jersey? Yeah, a Jets jersey. You had a Jets jersey Dude, on. that Wayne Corbett jersey yes. is, is infamous. That's the jersey I'm wearing at the Agnostic Front Live at CBGB's uh, DVD. Where I try to do the flip off the stage. But I just... Do you ever see the Agnostic Front Live at CBGB's? I have it. I do a flip, I jump off the stage, but I forget to flip, so I just disappear into the crowd. I think I saw that. I think you told me to look at that. I'm going to check one it voice. out tonight when I see it's, the one voice. It's one voice, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, we saw them at uh, CBGB's before CBGB shut down. That's right? Yeah. That was with Champion, too. That was with Champion, too. And exactly. I'm going to tell you something. Champion was one of the, they were fucking, they were fucking great. I life. got to see them three, uh, three times on that boat. They were great live. I got to see them at CBGB's, and I got to see them uh, in Farmingdale. Remember that place that used the to be downtown? In was awesome. Now it's a fucking beer. It's that a was a beer the house. downtown is where I fucking saw Madball. That's how I officially got into Madball because I had this shit on. I had set it off on the set, yeah. demonstrating my style on the set. Then I started getting CDs, and I was like, "Yeah, they're all right." You know, they're not a bad band, but then when I saw them live. That's when I got into them. Hardcore. My girl, fucking, she likes she likes punk, right? She got in. She was more like a grunge, a grunge kind of girl, but like she got into punk even hanging out with me, and I took her to go see uh, Rancid and Madball at fucking uh, at the Roseland Ballroom. Wow, when did wow that was a that's Roseland? A good show. No, 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 Irving Plaza. It was um, it was a couple years back, and uh, Mel, you know, was playing bass. Fucking Dave Muscalero. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was what, fucking. What? Yeah, what? you used to say Dave Muscalero. And the Brigadiers. And the, no, that man. And the, I remember I wanted to start a band. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was it was Zept and the Brigadiers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Fucking um, Madball killed it, and uh, the guy, the guy's wife, the bassist's wife, was having her baby, so he he had to leave the tour, and they had uh, that kid from Kill Your Idols playing bass. A little short guy. Oh, really? I you, don't know. Him, you know who? You know who I'm talking about? I mean, I'm sure if I saw him, I would know. But yeah, he played at the time. He's Death Cycle. He plays in Death Cycle. That same guy. He was yeah. in Kill Your Idols. He's, he's probably going to be in the reunion show and all that. Um, I can't think of his name. I met him a few times. Uh, you know, I remember having a couple a couple of uh, beers with him too. Your girl was into it, or my girl said Madball was one of the fucking best bands she ever saw live. And she's been to shows? And she's been to shows, and she's not into hardcore. But she's been to grunge type shows. She went to grungy shows, and she, uh, I took her to, uh, I took a, I took her to Warp Tour one year, mm-hmm. and it was, uh, it was, um, Bad Religion. Nice. That's a good one. That's a squeaker. That, that's a, that's a, that's a stinker in two mm-hmm. seconds. <laughs> Dude, you're fucking legacy. She's still around. Flogging Molly, No Effects, Bad Religion, um, Less Than Jake. Like, I showed her a whole bunch of bands. There was no hardcore bands that year I went. That was the last one I went to. And she loved Bad Religion. She discovered social distortion on her own. How? And she was just, like, going to bands, and she was online, and she goes, do you ever listen to this band, Social D? And I'm like, Social D? I'm like, I grew up listening to Social D. She goes, why you never talk told me about this band you're always talking about Green Day and Rancid and I was like yeah. that's just deeper in the realm I just yeah. never thought you were going to get into it now she on my 30th birthday she brought me to go see uh, Social Distortion at um, what's that place in Wantor 
Uh, I have no idea. There's a place in Wantua? Yeah, the, the, the fucking the pub that 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 uh, bands come to when they play. I have no idea. I can't think of the fucking place. Anyway. Rancid played there? No, 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 no. Um, oh, Social Distortion. Social Distortion played there with like two other bands that came through to Wantua. And um, yeah, that place was fucking, uh, was great. It wasn't that big, but it was, an, you know, it was like it was like like 3,000 people. It was a great show. 3,000? Like, yeah, that's it. it that's was, a lot for Wantua. That's gotta be a theater. That's it's little. It's little for um, for social D. I mean, the kind of fucking crowd they pull. I'm I just saw, talking about capacity wise. Yeah, in Wanto. I, I saw I saw uh, I saw Dropkick Murphys there too, and she liked the Murphys too. They were good. They I gotta tell you, I, I never got into them. I mean, I like two songs from them, and I've only heard two of their albums. Yeah, Johnny Law is a good song, and I love Pipe Bomb Pipe Bomb on Lansdowne Street. It's yeah. a great song. I never get into the Dropkick Murphys. I can understand why people do like them. No, they're 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 like a. I mean, they're a great fucking band. I saw them at Warp Tour. I seen them. I seen them open up for a couple people before. They're just a fucking. You great wow, band. dude! I can't pack, I can't match that. <laughs> that was the duck coming out. That's, <laughs> that's that hot shit. You know, fucking duck came out with nachos in his mouth. You smell it, bro. Oh, dude! Roll the window down. Holy fuck! You need the window. You're gonna die. Hurry. You're in the so jungle, actually, baby. I don't actually don't even smell it, dude. I hate Guns N' Roses so bad. I hate guns. All right, let me make some right I like, now. I like, the, I like Slash. On this podcast right now, if there was three bands. Yeah. Let's wait for that. Okay. If there was three bands that you had to say, okay, this band, oh my God, I smell it. That's because you opened up the window. It made like a, like a. <laughs> you made, turned. <laughs> <laughs> it made like a circulation thing. <laughs> the left turn, your way. <laughs> it, went, it got sucked out. <laughs> I think I'm joking. Um, if there was three bands, country, rock, hip-hop, punk, hardcore, anything. I asked for that. If you... <laughs> stop farting, you just your pants. Um, you had to just be like... They're... Not only are they just gone, they never existed. Oh, off the realm of the world? Like the fucking, the earth? Gone. The earth? Earth. The earth? <laughs> off the earth. Earth? Like, a you the, had... The girl? Banished. What is that? The girl? We used to say that back in the day. What does it mean? It just... What does it mean? What does that mean? It's the stupid shit we used to say back in the day. What? I had to bring that up. I was thinking about that the other day. The girl? What is that? I don't, I don't know. I remember saying it. I don't remember what it means. All right, I'm going to get back to that discussion. Right, I ask you, you guys used to always go Buffalo. Buffalo. Was that like a that like was a big chick, right? That was our friend Rich. Yeah. Um, He's dead now. He died of, uh, I think, of overdose. Oh, but sorry to hear that. He used to be like, yeah, it was years ago. Like a long time ago. But nah, it's all right. He died. It's all, he's dead. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. Trying to be all sympathetic and shit. If there was a fat girl in school, he'd be like. Buffalo. You want to know something? I taught that to my girl. Whenever she sees a fat girl, she looks at me and she goes, Buffalo. That's great. That's awesome. His fucking legacy lives on. I, that's what I did. I brought it with it. She loves it. And whenever I say it, she knows what I'm talking about. I'll look at someone like, Buffalo, and she'll start laughing her head off. I am going to bring it up to Jay. He'll fucking love that. Yeah. But I fucking, it. I was having, I was being with this chick. Jay's ex-girlfriend's friend lived around the corner from me. You be being with this chick? I be being with this. <laughs> Did I say be being? No, oh. I said that. Okay. I was, you but, said I was being. And we were all hanging out. Rich was like, oh my God, look at your back. He said to this fucking girl, the girl that I was going to bang soon. 
they was like, look at your back. If I saw you walking down the street, I'd be like, Buffalo. <laughs> and then... That's, I like that I know the story now. And that, it's yeah, now. that's kind of... I don't know if that's where it started, but that's where it started with me. And, uh, oh my God, it was You hilarious. said it a few times. I think we were at a show or something, and there was this big-ass chick. You looked over, and you looked at me, and you were like, Buffalo. <laughs> and Jay was there. I was like, what the fuck? That's so, so um, funny. Three bands, right? <sighs> oh, man. There's too many bands. Three is too little. I, I'm gonna three total, but I gotta give you three. Yeah. I'm gonna go piss right over by your back window. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna the, piss on my tire. If you want me to, I mean, no, I don't give a fuck. Okay, uh, the mic is yours. The mic is mine. Yeah. Shit, what am I gonna fucking say? You're on the spot. He fucking left me in the car. I'm by myself. Three bands is fucking rough. I'm trying to think. Shit. I don't know, man. I fucking the killers gone. Don't fucking like that band, for sure. Can't wait till Mike gets in there, I gotta tell him. The Killers. Um, a lot of these fucking stupid bands out now, all these fucking indie rock bullshit that I fucking can't stand. Probably don't even know half the fucking names of them. This fucking kid, what's he doing? Let's see. Let's open the window. Let's break fucking Mike's balls. Yo, Mikey. The whole fucking block could see you fucking taking a piss. What the fuck you doing? I got you in the podcast. I said I'm going to break his balls. <laughs> you didn't even shake, you fuck. So I, uh... No, there's a guy in a dirt bike in a fucking shopping center. What is he doing? He's fucking being a dirt bag on a dirt bike. Dirt bag on a dirt bike. All right, hold on. I always wanted to buy a dirt Can bike. Can I just pull this or... Pull your mother. <laughs> pull your mother. Yo, fuck it. All right, hold on one second. I got to... So what... What was, um... Sincere. <laughs> Sincere. Sincere stories. Sincere stories. What, what, so what, what did you come up with? I got one band so far, The Killers. You know what? I don't know them. That, yeah, because it's like, it's part of that new, in, well, not new, but I guess like the recent years, like that indie stuff. Uh, like, it went from, like, punk or pop punk to like this emo sound to now like you got these indie bands you know these fucking oh band number two Mumford and Sons gone off the face of the earth just like that I don't want to fucking ever see them banjo playing fucking straw in the fucking mouth fucking banjo picking but they're popular they're popular so if they weren't popular it wouldn't even matter because they wouldn't even be on your radar right no they wouldn't be that's why but, but they're on the radar too much on the radar too much. Can we go back to the Killers for a second? Yeah. Are they that... They have like that 80s synthesizer sound? Yes. They brought that fucking old fucking pop indie 80s type sound. And frankly, I'd rather listen to the 80s version of it than the fucking... The 20 whatever. The throwback retro 80s sound. Yeah, the okay. throwback retro 80s sound. So you we know? got the Killers, Mumford & Sons. Definitely gone. Off. Off. Now this radar. is... You only get one chance to pick three bands. So you're definitely sure. Yeah, those two bands I don't like. I don't like. But I know there's other bands out there that I can't fucking stand. But I I, I could go... In a, like, I didn't know who the fuck Mumford and Sons was a year ago. And I heard them and I'm like, wow, this fucking sucks. I just don't fucking like the way it sounds at all. Sometimes I think people like a band because of their name. Because it's popular. What about... Remember Dave Matthews, man? Everybody, everybody, Everybody was into it in the 90s. They were you huge. Know? 
fucking, I know people that still talk about, oh, it's great, fucking, it was alright, it was college rock, it's like, yeah. the guy did good for himself, he didn't suck, you know. They played their instruments. They played everything good, I mean, I, I thought, yeah, see, you know the fucking song. I know a song, because I got my fucking, my iTunes I got from Jay, and, and his girl was into it, yeah. so I have that whole album. I have my that album iTunes. too. Crash, Crush, whatever the fuck it is. yeah. I fucking uh, I have the same album. Uh, I, a buddy of mine, we we uh, went back and forth with the uh, albums, and he's uh, he's ten years older than me, so I got a lot of eighty stuff. So now when I listen to stuff that's on that iTunes library, and I, and I listen to uh, like those new bands that are out now, a lot of bands are trying to like you know reinvent this old sound. Is it reinventing or or is this like they're so influenced by reviving it? it? I guess. But how can you be influenced it? By it when you were born. A lot of these bands, they're like they're they're yeah. like 23, 24 years old. Because those that stuff is 23, 24 years old. Where did you listen to it in the fucking womb? <laughs> Some of it is 30 <laughs> years old. Yeah. yeah, because that's see now I'm thinking everything's 20 years old and I forget that I'm older. Yeah, fucking it is like 30 years old. 83 was 30 years ago. I know it's horrible. Like I fucking remember 83 like it was nothing. You know, even TV was great. Kids went out and fucking played. See the kids that were born in like 80. 788 they didn't grow up with that kind of music but no. maybe their father did their older brother did so yeah. that's where that influence they might comes get from. It from there yeah and you know what not only that but by the time they're old enough to create music was the shift between grunge let's say you're born in 86 Jet Tull that's my fucking third band Dude, Cross-Eyed Mary is a good jam. The fuck out of here. You don't like Cross-Eyed Mary? I don't like anything that guy does. Aqualung? Who the fuck plays a fucking flute with his fucking leg up in the air like he's a ballerina? Dude, he didn't play a flute. He rocked that shit. He did rock the fucking shit out of the Dude, Jethro Tull over Alice in Chains? Uh, no, Alice in Chains. Over Guns N' Roses? I like Guns N' Roses, bro. Oh, you Slash like Guns N' Roses? Slash is mean. I fucking hate Axl Rose and All right, so do like a hundred million other people, but Slash is a bad motherfucker on guitar. You're going to get rid of Jethro Tull and you're going to keep Aerosmith. I ain't going to lie, Mike. I like a couple of those Aerosmith jams. I grew up on some ah. of them. They're not that bad. Okay, I mean, you're going you're to get rid of Jethro Tull and keep Panic at the Disco? Oh, Panic at the Disco sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's another I wish we could do genres instead. Can like, we do Killers and Panic at the same time? You, yeah, that's like yeah, you could put Panic at the Disco and fucking and uh and the Killers and fucking that other band Mumford and Sons put them all in one spot. All right, Jethro Tull, he could stay. He could stay. He's not a guy, it's the band. He is a band, I know. He's all right. And you still call him he. <laughs> Jethro Tull, but them. I, them. I, so Those I guess fucks. I guess you know my three Aerosmith, yeah. Guns N' Roses, yeah. and let's hear this. It was Alice in Chains, but Heaven Beside You I got into. They had a couple good songs, bro. Heaven Beside You is a good song, and Wood. What about Man in the Box, bro? I don't like Man. I hate. Nah, you know they, what? they gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Not because of that, they gotta go. They gotta go, man. But did, did they get saved? I never found the band to replace them to be banished for all eternity because of Heaven Beside You and Wood. You don't have to leave, but you just can't stay here. You just can't stay. <laughs> What's that no, from? I hear you. That's from definitely. That was another thing I wanted to talk to you about the influences of movies that we uh, watched when we were younger, I guess because of our upbringing and background. Yeah. 
like all the mafia movies that we fucking used to that was watch. Great back mafia in the, music, the mafia movies w- w- was my parental fucking was my parents. Yeah. Like the shit when I watched The Godfather when I was young, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Nah, we didn't. I know. fell asleep at it. Yeah. But when I got to the age where I understood what the fuck was going on, there was some real like some real shit. That's some real fucking ruthless shit that was going on there. Not only ruthless, but I'm talking about real things like when the Godfather, when the Don says to Sonny in part one, he says, you know, don't ever let no one outside the family know what you're thinking. That's right. But that translates in life in general. Because yeah. you never know someone, you let someone know what your real thoughts are, they'll use it against you somehow. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that that movie uh, is big. I mean, even now when the holidays come around and 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 they do that whole block, even it's it's like on one of those uh, old uh, cable stations. I watch it. I I I own all three. I mean, number What's three. What's better, one or two? Great. I love two, bro. I'm gonna tell you why I like one. Why do you like one? <laughs> <laughs> two is a better film. Yeah. It's a better movie. Right. It was filmed better. Right. The sound is better. I watch Godfather 1 on Blu-ray. I can't see anything. Right. It's dark. It's the same shit. It's just... The way he filmed it was dark. Godfather 2 is a better movie, better story, better film. I like how they go back and then they go forward. The reason why 1 is better... Why? Is because of 2. Okay. All right. You get introduced to the Godfather, Don Corleone, Marlon Brando's character in part 1. You know the whole family in part 1. Yeah. Marlon Brando... Is awesome. Yeah. Right? Uh, James Conn is great as Sonny. Yes. And you you, you, uh, you meet Michael Corleone for the first time. But in part two, they go back to a young Vito Corleone. And you see how he came up. Even coming over from Sicily. That's why I like number two. Right? Now, in part one, Marlon Brando, the Godfather, is not in it that much. Right. It's mostly Michael. That's right. So when you watch part two and they go back to, to his, his roots where he came up, that complements Marlon Brando in part one. So when you watch part one after watching part two, you have all this fucking history. Yeah. And all his family shit. How he came to be powerful. Exactly. How he got Janko oil. And how Fredo was a, was, a, was a bad kid. Not a bad kid, but he was sick. And you get all this stuff from part two to complement part one. Raises part one over part two. For me, personally. Well, because you connected from what you learned on part two. And it, it actually... It, it complements it part, one. part one. It brings it, it up. I understand it that, but I I still love number two better. <laughs> but so, I mean, like, so everything I just said is is worth. <laughs> no, no. It actually it made me. It, it makes me respect one now. Like one is next to two, but it's not higher yet. <laughs> no, nah. uh, but it, it, that's. I actually have. I have part one and two together in order. Yeah. With extra scenes. In chronologically order, right? Because they did that for TV. They did it for TV. You have that, right? On, on VHS. That's fucking cool, actually. How I'll watch it, I don't know. <laughs> did you ever watch it? Uh, I watched some of it, yeah. Like when you had a, a VCR. My VCR broke last year. I no longer own a VCR. Good, you don't need it. It's fucked up. I mean, I have tapes. There's a scene in... in, in, in um, it's I called can't the, watch it's, <laughs> Dude, you can get everything on eBay anyway, but... No, you know, it's funny. Besides that, and I've done that, I've turned whatever tapes I had, you know. But, uh, you can go to fucking... You just said, but, uh, twice. I just did it twice. You did it twice. Wow, you called me out. I can go to what they call the Price Club. 
Price Club. All right, all the people call Costco the Price Club because that's what it was called back in the day. They have VCRs there. No, they have. They will. They will take your VCR tape. Your. VHS and transfer tape, it. transfer to DVD. Anyway, <laughs> just take that fucking VCR, transfer uh, to Blu-ray. Yeah. Looks fucking horrible. It'll, yeah, horrible version, <laughs> but on Blu-ray, so you can watch it on your Blu-ray. There's player. a scene in the Godfather Legacy, which is what it's called. Yeah, I, I seen they have that. Uh, they Man, have it on DVD, right? Dude, De Niro as the Godfather kills someone on a canoe with a fucking oar. He's <laughs> like, no. Yeah. Oh, I'm uh, on his way back to Italy. That's fucking Sicily. Great. That's great. It's fucking cool, man. It's That's really great. cool. Fucking Fredo, huh? Why is you know, dude, let me tell you Fredo something. Character? Let me tell you something. I feel bad for Fredo. Let me tell you something. When I was young, <laughs> right? Before... <laughs> you were the Fredo? <laughs> Before I knew the Godfather movies, like the way I know it now. Yeah. Like, I have a fucking Louis restaurant shirt. Really? Yeah, uh, 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 Louis restaurant, uh, White Plains Road. Yonkers. That's fucking cool. Right. That's My father cool. used to tell me, we found, uh, uh, <laughs> gypsies left you on our doorstep. He used to tell me. <laughs> he used to tell you that gypsies left. The that's door. what, that's what Don Vito told Fredo. Yeah. And I never, I, motherfucker. For years you never knew what I never knew from. what the fuck he's talking. Nah, that's I guess right. I'm, I'm fucking Fredo. Yeah. I'm fuck out of here. Fuck you. If anybody, I'm Michael. Yeah. <laughs> you all like hey, You know what I'm saying? I'm Michael, if anybody. Fucking Fredo. I felt bad for Fredo, you know, because they fucking had him going to the Mickey Mouse Club and take this guy to the airport, and, you know. But he was a fucking weakling because fucking Fredo would follow everything fucking Mo Green fucking told him to do. Yeah. I'm Mo Green. He was banging cocktail rages just three at a time. <laughs> hey, he stole my brother. So it doesn't matter what he was doing. He did do him dirty with that. And then when he fucking didn't know, fucking uh, Johnny, fucking... Johnny Ola. Johnny Ola. And he fucking turns around and he fucking... Yeah, Johnny brought me to this fucking place with the gypsies dancing and shit. Five minutes later, he was like, yeah, nice to meet you, Johnny. (laughs) Yeah, he didn't fucking realize what what the fuck he did. Mike was on him. How great was Pacino in that role? Great, fucking awesome. He was yeah. so great. And you know, you know what? It's funny. He doesn't even look like that. I, when you look at that Michael, like, how the fuck did he evolve into the ha? The guy right, that he is yeah. now, you know? Yeah. Look! Don't yeah. touch! His touch! His voice got all hard. Probably from smoking. He yeah, was so He bad. smokes like a million cigarettes a day. But he was so great when he heard Fredo. Yeah, Johnny Ola took me to this place. His eyes, his, just the intensity yeah. behind his eyes. With Pacino, for me, in The Godfather, it's all about his eyes. Yeah. He's a great actor, bro. Well, you know, I don't think he's a great actor, to be honest with you. you I really don't. Great, you think he's a great, like, what? Um, I thought he was great in The Godfather. Facial, facial fucking characteristics, I guess. I thought... put that together. I, I thought he was great. Because I got my battery's dying. I gotta keep tabs on the battery. Oh shit! Plus, I gotta make sure it doesn't stop. He when was the battery dies. You can't keep co with the thing, though. He was. I know. What but, are we gonna um, do? If uh, All right, we might have to record without the mic. I might have to. I'll, I'll plug in my fucking charger case. Jig it, jig it. I have a charger here. Oh, we could do that too. I could charge you up. We'll lose some quality, but. I've heard, I've heard it, um, what the fuck is going on here? I'm gonna edit all this shit, right? Yeah, wipe it right out. Yeah. 
Pacino was good in The Godfather. His eyes, his intensity, the way he looks Kay right in the face and just straight up lies to her. I believe them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I believe them. I believe them. And I knew the story. Who was your fucking... Who, which character did you hate the most on that fucking movie, in that movie? The first one or, or just all of them? We're not even talking about three. Really. No, you don't even bring up three. Zaza! Oh God, I hate three. You know what? And I'm gonna I'm gonna confess, I never watched three until two years ago. You know what? I never watched three from front to back until about ten. Years wow. Ago. So I'm right there with I, you. I always knew parts but I never gave it a chance and then I bought the fucking trilogy. I was like, fuck it, I need to own this. I don't own it. Why don't I own it? What am I stupid? I bought it. I was like, I'm gonna watch three and I fucking sat home and watched three by myself. I didn't want nobody bothering me. And I walked away. I was like, wow, now I know why everybody says this fucking sucks. <laughs> it's so bad. And, but I now I get some of the lines that I've been hearing for the past 15, 20 years. Yeah. The just when I thought, when they, God, I was, they brought me back in. That's, oh, God, uh, fuck. who was that you were just doing? Uh, Pacino, <laughs> but a bad Pacino. <laughs> An older fucking, the ugly looking Pacino. You know what? I watched three and I was like, this is bad. Yeah. I it, watched it again. I was like, you know what? It's really not that bad. It's all right, but it's not. In con- in, in com- comparable to the other two? Yeah. It's a piece of shit. Yeah, it's a piece of shit. And to answer your question about who did I hate? Yeah. Um, yeah I hated Carlo. I hated Carlo. Carlo was a dick, huh? Carlo was the worst. I mean, he was just such a little rat. You know who I fucking hated? What the fuck was that asshole that fucking cut his wrists? They had him in protection. They told me this. They told me that. Sure. <laughs> that dick. Frank Pantangeli. That's it. Frankie Five Angels. Here up here in the ass. Here I'm out to drink it. Champagne cocktails. Yeah. Champagne cocktails. <laughs> Speaking of bad impressions. What? I just did one. That, that I was good. I liked it. That, uh, mine was shittier. Um, yeah. Frank Pantangeli. Fucking pissed me off. He passed you off. Pissed. <laughs> he, he passed. He passed me off. He passed me off. That's gonna be. That's. I liked Frankie Five Angels only because he was just playing it, playing it. You know, he's like you're trying to conduct the, the fucking band. I know he annoys me though. I oh just, really? He feels like I feel like what are that's the guy that would annoy the fuck out of you. Like if you're at a party or you're. At a holiday or something. He's yeah, bad. too much wine. Yeah, fucking, he's fucking loud mouth. He's the Shut guy that the gra- fuck up. He's the guy that grabs you and takes you onto the dance floor yeah. when you just want to sit there and eat he's your the, fucking he's sandwich. He's the close talker. You know what I'm saying? Ugh. He'll get into your into your face with the fucking wine breath. Everyone's got that guy at the uh, on their family. Yeah, he's that guy. You know. Oh. So now let me yeah. now since we're on the Godfather subject, who was like? I guess if I asked you who your favorite was, that's kind of easy. Because, you know, everyone loves Sonny. You know, everyone loves Michael. Who would be your favorite character? Yo, I'm I'm not even going to front. And I'm not even going to think... You, I know where you're going with this, too. It's not even going to be Robert De Niro. A lot of people say, oh, Robert De Niro, you know, or Pacino. Marlon Brando. And that's only because I backtracked on Marlon Brando, and I watched a couple of his old movies, and uh, On the Waterfront... I just watched, um, I watched, not just, but I watched that recently. Yeah, I watched that like two months ago. Fucking and, uh, great. I watched the biography on him. Remember on the waterfront when the guy's on the roof? Yeah. They're like, they're like, 
He's a stool pigeon. Hey, we'll see if he can fly or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some, I don't remember the exact throw, line, but yeah, something like that. They tore him up. Yeah. Now, when when I learned his history and where he came from, and um, what was that movie called? Apocalypse Now. Yeah, he played the uh, uh, uh I guess Colonel the, Kurtz. The Colonel Kurtz. He's like an evil fucking cult leader. I didn't know all these other roles he did. I never got into him like that. I just knew him from The Godfather and just like stupid roles that I saw him play here and there yeah. when he was older. But when I backtracked the stuff he did, he's a fucking phenomenal fucking actor. Oh, he's great. And he had the eyes thing too. When his eyes went... Yeah. Like, you fucking, whoa, I wouldn't want to cross like, that guy. And he's, he had the, the thousand yards there, but he also... Yeah. He had those eyes where it's like... You knew you didn't want to fuck with him, but... You knew he was compassionate. Yeah. <laughs> he also put wow, the this orange. Car, this car stinks. <laughs> this is the stinkiest you car. You want to I'm switching with my girl. She's getting this car tomorrow, and Ooh. I get her car for she, the rest of the week. She's in for a fucking rude awakening. Because I got to drive to work all week, so she's taking this because it sucks more gas. <laughs> she's really gonna have a gas problem. I wonder if she smells it. She, it'll be it'll be dissipated by the time she gets in it. But uh, I hope the windows open. I hope to God it's still lingering. My thoughts are your brothers. You got one in the chamber too. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Did it drop? Yeah, it hasn't dropped yet. No, no. Because you'd be running at the toys. Nah. You should go in the toys rooms before they close. Take that shit. Nah, I'm alright. It actually it, it went away. The gas helped me. Anyway, <laughs> let's change the subject. I feel like a disgusting bastard. <laughs> Yeah, but um, I don't know if you agree, but uh, Marlon Brando is the shit. I know you got, you got that tattoo on your leg, right? Yeah, from the Godfather 1. Yo, and my girl is fascinated with the fucking cat. Why? What an obedient cat. Just sits on its lap and... That, that wasn't scripted. No. You know that? No. He just right? grabbed it and started doing it. Really? It wasn't in the script. That's fucking great. Marlon Brando, as an actor, would just grab the cat and start petting it. Yeah. And I heard that he was the kind of guy that when he prepared for roles, he, he kind of... And Robert De Niro is known for doing this. Like, he actually starts doing it days in advance, sometimes months in advance. All right, not to totally disagree with you, but where'd you hear that from? Because he's known for not preparing. <laughs> not preparing? He's had guys put their lines on their forehead. Really? That bad? Yeah. He's, he's been known to put an earpiece in his ear oh, I and have people that. feed him lines. Yeah, but then when I was watching his biography, they were talking about how he now, was... Uh, how he was like, if he had to be a girl, he would dress like a girl all fucking day and practice that shit. Like a method actor, right? Yeah. See, I don't, I don't have all the information. I don't know about lines. Maybe, maybe, but preparedness, like okay, he might way. okay psychologically, he might want to get into the character's head. Yeah. But when it came to lines, yeah, he didn't learn his lines. And did you hear a story? There was a story where he's in a cab with the other guy. I think it's on the waterfront. The other guy he's in the cab with. They Rod hate, Steiger, I think Yeah, it was. they hated each other. Yep, Rod Steiger. Yep. They had to do those scenes separately. They were actually not in the same car at the same time. I didn't hear that story, but I believe it. Because Rod Steiger was from the generation of actors before him. Yeah. And Brando had no respect for those guys. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so I heard that when they did that scene. That was That's interesting to fucking hear that shit. Great flicks, man. American cinema, classic fucking movie, man. You put Goodfellas right up there, man. Goodfellas oh. right up there. I can't even tell you how many times I fucking, I fucking saw it. Love Casino. Casino's another great classic. Casino. 
when I first saw it, I was a little like, I was like, oh man, this is a little slow, you know. Yeah, it was so long. It, it was three keeps, hours it long. It keeps getting better every time I see it. Now, um, what's your take on Donnie Brasco? Not a big fan. Not really? Do- uh, Pacino was great as Lefty, but it just it's it's just missing something. For me, it's not even in the... Donnie Brasco, for me, isn't even close to Godfather, Godfather 2, Goodfellas, Casino, Mean Streets. It's over here. Yeah. And I think the reason... I think the reason why it's a little off for me, and I'm not saying that... I'm probably off base, but it wasn't done by Italians. Oh, is 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 that what bothers you, really? I, no, no, it's, it doesn't bother me that a non-Italian made the movie. It's like I think the reason why it feels off because the guy it can't really like truly relate to it because he's not right, Italian. Right, I, I got you. Like the way Coppola did, Colchester, Scorsese, yeah. Scorsese, and Coppola did right. it. Right, yeah. But I, like, I, I, I like the flick. I, th- I thought it was good. I think Johnny Depp's a great fucking actor. It was a good movie. He's a good guy. But for me, it's he's a good guy. Like you know him. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. He owes me twenty bucks. Yeah. He's a good guy. For me, I like Donnie Brasco. Good movie. I thought Pacino was great as Lefty. When he's like, Donnie, anytime I, I need something, you know, you ever need money, I'll give you... I never had money, but if I had it, I'd give it... He was great as an old gangster. Yeah. Just something was a little off, and I think that's what it was. I guess. I guess. I could see, I mean, I don't I don't regard it as high as, uh, the, you know... Godfather, Godfather 2... I put Mean Streets in it too. Yeah, Raging Mean Bull. Streets was great. You ever see Raging Bull? Raging Bull's fucking phenomenal. Fucking Raging Bull... Fucking Larry! Yo, how he lost all that weight, and then how he gained it, and how he got strong and fit. It's an insane story of how yeah. he did that. He's fucking awesome. That 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 takes a lot of endurance. That's a lot of fucking will... Like, that's a lot of fucking... Wow. Will, uh, willpower or Yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, just, it's... Dedication. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's... I love when... when it's not like when, hardcore. When she, exactly. Dedication. Yeah. Dedication, measure, strength. Anyway, but I remember what fucking... Uh, she's cooking a steak for him. Yeah. Bring it over. It's not ready. Bring it over. It's gonna, you're going to burn it. The feet is on purpose. And then the neighbor's like, hey. They start a fight over the steak. Yeah. It's like, hey, keep it down over there, you animals. Hey, your mother's an animal, Larry. Larry, <laughs> shut that dog up. You're going to find your dog dead in the hallway, Larry. That's a fucking great flick. It is a great flick. I enjoy that Fucking movie. Pesci was great in it. Fucking Kathy Moriarty, who was the chick, was great. Vicky. Yeah. You know, I heard fucking, um... I heard Jay Moore, the comedian... Yeah. ...on O&A, talking about Raging Bull, right? Right. And, and you know, of course, Raging Bull, uh, Jake LaMotta uh, uh, accuses his brother for sleeping with his wife, Vicky LaMotta. Right. So Jay Moore met Pesci. Yeah. And J-Mo was like, Pesci, do you think, um, you know, what was the brother's name? Anyway, J- so he, think of it right now. he's like, Pesci, do you think he banged Jake's wife? Yeah. So Pesci was like, yeah, I, he did, because I banged her. Pesci no. said he banged Vicky Lamana, according to Jay Moore. Like, get the fuck out of here. She was hot, too. She was in Playboy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't see it, but. Holy shit. Damn, there was another movie I wanted to ask you about. I can't fucking think of it right now. Was it a gangster movie? Yeah, I believe so. No, was it? No, yeah, yeah. Scarface, bro. 
Oh my god, we talked about Pacino and we didn't talk about Scarface. Yeah, and the thing is that I know it's not Italian, but it's still in the gangster realm. How'd you feel about Scarface? Still love it. Yeah, I saw it in the theater when I was like three. Don't remember it. I heard. St- I don't. I don't know how a three-year-old can sit in the theater for three hours. Right. My brother told me that we they took us to see Scarface in the theater. So if I was three, he was seven. <laughs> <laughs> and what the fuck were your parents thinking, dude? We saw I, we saw so many movies when we were a kid. So Scarface to me was me and my brother's movie and my father, you know, my stepfather. Everyone loved Scarface. Yeah. And then it just turned into this phenomenon. Yeah, everybody has the poster. Who has the shirt? Who has this? Who has that? I remember when I first saw Scarface. I think I was like 10 years old when I saw I was yeah. like, wow. Especially the chainsaw scene in the fucking bathroom. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? That, yeah. like, to me, that was like a horror movie. Not a leg, huh? You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. That was a great movie. It's, it, it, for me, it was a product of its time. But for me, a movie like that holds up. Even with the fucking, even with the music. Yeah. And the style, it, for me, it still holds up, man. And it's not that bloody. I mean... No, it's just that part. Which is... That part's not even that bloody, but you can... You know what's happening. Yeah, they use they use the mind trick on you. Like, this is what's going to happen. And then they go away from it. And you make your own picture in which your is, head. Which is... Even worse. Which is worse, because you... you the guy's sawing the guy's fucking leg off. Like, you hear it, and you're like, you can picture in your head. Like, Dude, what does that chick say? I don't, don't. It was, she's like, don't you move. She's like, don't, don't, don't. Remember the chick with the Uzi under the pillow? Yes, yes. What did she say? Do you remember? She's basically saying, don't fucking move. He's going to cut your balls off. Right? Because she says rivals. Yeah, cut your balls off. Rivals, cabron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a ruthless-ass movie, man. That's fucking... He, I mean, legend has it that 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 accent's well, not legend, but that accent's way over the top. Yeah, that's fucking great. It works. Yeah, because and he looked like a fucking spick. Yeah, he did. And I'm allowed to say that because I'm Mexican. For all you people out there, I was born in Venezuela, so I could say spick all I want. You speak Spanish and Italian. I speak Spanish and Italian. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you remember when um we worked at Symbol? We're sitting at the cafeteria, and the girls were talking bad about you in Spanish. Yeah. And you turned to them and you were like, in Spanish, you turned. Yeah. There was two Colombian chicks, the two, quote, air quotes. Oh, my God, hottest, you remember that shit? Hottest girls in the company, quote, unquote. Yeah. And we all sat at the same cafeteria table, big, long table. Yeah. And nobody knew Yvonne spoke Spanish. And these two girls. Keep it on DL, baby. These two girls were talking bad about you, whatever they were saying. So my memory has that you turned to them and in Spanish said, be careful who you're talking about. That's right. Right? I said, be careful who you're talking about because you don't know who speaks the language. And, and they were shook. Bitch froze. Frozen. From that day on, she was my best friend. <laughs> she saw me. I got a kiss on the cheek. Oh, who? come on. Vicky Both of them. Paula, Paul started messing with that guy. Remember that guy? Rich? R- Rich. Yeah. That was... Well, yeah, I remember him. Yeah. They started messing with each other. Remember Gus. Gustavo? Gus. He used to sleep in the fucking boxes up yes. the locations. He used to be like, yo, Ivan, come, come here. Come get me. Come Ivan, they called you Ivan. They called me Ivan there because my name's spelled, you know, I-V-A-N. I'm going to have to put that in the description. I'm yeah, going to yeah. put in parentheses E. Yeah. V-O-N. It's all right. Ivan, Yvonne. People call me whatever. Fucking, he used to be like, yo, do me a favor. 
bring me up there. Come get me in 45 minutes. Yeah. I used to put him up in a location. And sometimes I'd see him pop out. He's like, yo, go, go. What a fucking dick, man. Oh, he was a scrub, man. He oh, was he was worst. a fucking... He was one of those The guys. worst person we worked with, and I gotta tell you, is Guy. Not saying his last name. You know what? You're right. I don't remember. We worked with a guy named Guy. We worked with a but guy named Guy. we worked with a lady named Lady. Remember that girl? Her name was Lady. That's right. She used to go into women's bathroom with that big piece of cardboard to sleep. Yes. I remember piece that place shit. was. Oh my god, it was a, a lot. There's a lot of slackers in that place, man. Yeah, but that was a good job, man. We had fun at that job. Let me tell you something. That's a whole other podcast. We didn't even talk about our jobs yet. Nah, we didn't even get there. We were, yeah, we're already we're shit. already at 31 minutes. We can end. We can end. We're gonna end in 10 minutes, actually. We're gonna end this in 10 minutes. Because we've uh, we're, we're almost two hours. We delved in shit that I didn't even know we wanted to delve in. You know, delve in. <laughs> Del- Yo, Delvin. Delvin. Yo, Delvin. Get Come over here. here. Come here. Remember her purposeful? Purposeful. We made up some so much stupid shit. Yes. When you when you lose when you we would make fun of the of the of the pharmacy commercials. Yes. When you lose purpose in life, take purposeful. <laughs> Remember that? Shit? Yeah. What about uh? What about the slucks? Slucks, suits, sluts, and fucks. That's right. Suits, sluts, and fucks. That was great. Where did that come from? Do you remember? I believe it came from we work. Uh, when we had this job at Symbol, there was a separate warehouse away from the main warehouse where we ran the place. It was me, Yvonne. What was it called? The ba- Tell everybody. The, the bakery. It was the bakery. It was the bakery because it was right next to a bagel bakery. Where you was? You was bakery? At what? You remember that? What? What's his name used to say that? Ooh. All right. There was that guy that used to have his friend that used to tattoo. He had a tattoo shop. Charlie? Charlie. His wife had to get to that job. Charlie Mike. Charlie whatever his last name is. Yeah. Who was the fat guy he used to hang out with? Matt? Matt. I saw him. I fucking saw him at Target two years ago. Really? He walked right up to me. He goes, you remember me, bro? I was like, fuck yeah, I remember you. Yeah, yeah. He was there with his kids and shit. It was funny. But uh, he used to come and goes... Where you was, baby? You was bakery? <laughs> he used to say stupid shit like that. Like, that job was just every day going to work and talking the stupidest nonsense. It was so fun. So the bakery was the warehouse yeah. off location. We ran it. Me, you, and a couple other guys. That's right. But one day, we were, and we used, it was so hot. Mike Fisher. There, there was no, I remember him. Was his name Mike? Mike. Mike, right? Mike it was Fisher. so hot that they let us... Take our shirts off and work without our shirts on. I know he works too. So fucking, let me just finish this bakery story. <laughs> you keep interrupting me. I have so train of thought. I have to because it's funny. And fucking, we should probably just do a whole other show just on the fucking symbol. But I don't even know where I'm going with this bakery. What about it? All right, we used to run the shit. But what was? We used to say slucks. Oh, okay. So we would be working class guys. We had our boots on. I mean, a couple here, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> we used to say stupid shit like IMF. that to each other. IMF, baby. And these guys would walk in the bakery with their suits on and walk past us, not even acknowledge us, like they're so much better than us. That still happens today. And so th- we called them suits. And this guy that you just brought up, Mike F., he, he was just an asshole. He was just a fuck. Yeah, he was a jerk off. And we worked with the girls who we mentioned before. They, were, they weren't they were actually sluts. But we called them sluts, so we came up with this this acronym, SLUCKS. Suits, sluts, and fucks, which pretty much describes all the people we worked with. That was because Lars Fredrickson had that skunks Punks. on his fucking... Oh, skunks. Skunks. Because that was, that was the... 
Well, yeah. can you see? That's a great fucking album. You never take the gang out of me. It's a good Lost, song. Lost Frederick's kind of the bastards. Good song. He has that tattoo on his skunks because it was, uh, it was, uh, you know, punks and they used to listen to ska music and shit. So he put skunks. He came up with I slucks. I always thought it was punks for drunk punks or something. What the skunks? It's definitely it's not punks. P U N X. Street punks. What is it on his head? S, it's skunks. Oh, it is skunks. Okay. It's S K U N X skunks. And then we used to say slucks. Slucks, suits, sluts, and fucks. And fucks. Yeah, and we used to fucking deal with all these assholes. Which pretty much is anybody's job, really. It's if you're if you're just a working class guy who who worked to get where you're at and didn't have your, your job handed down to you or your fucking or, or your money handed down to you and didn't have to work to where you're at, you're a suit. We worked our way up from Eastern pubs to get their backstage passes. Dude, we didn't even touch on oi. We didn't touch How on oi. Because we... we were just talking about, like, laws, and that's kind of oi, but more street punk. We knew... We knew of oi. I mean, I knew of oi. I knew a little bit of oi, and I, like, I guess... I don't know, GBH is not oi, but comes, like, from the same place of where, like... The GBH... Are they Europe? from Europe? Or yeah, they're know? England. They're the English band. So, there was a compilation disc came out, the Worldwide Tribute to Oi. That oh, was the fucking best. Which though. had hardcore metal bands from around the world. Oh, my God. And punk bands doing covers of Oi songs. So, hey, little rich boy. Yeah. Take a look at me. So, we got that. Who sings that? Who covers that? I think that, that was Bouncing Souls, right? No. Who was it? Dropkick. Dropkick Murphy's yeah. a good song. Oh, Bouncing Souls did, um... Did, um... Take they him, do the, it's a jinx. Back. It's a jinx. No, they did take him back. How's that song go? Take him back. Take him back. Anyway. No, they did a. Take them off. Oh, yeah. So we kind of wanted to get into the roots of Oi, so we went on fucking interpunk.com. I still use that. You? And I don't really. I just. I buy shit from them all the time. And fucking... We're coming back, they did. So we, we ordered Oi the album. That's right. Oi fucking Oi. Strength through Oi. Was it me and you did that? Yeah, we ordered it together. That's it, yeah. And we made a deal. It was like, I think um, I would use my credit card. I got to keep the CDs, but I made you copies. Yes. And then I made that mix of all that shit. I still have it. Of Worldwide Tribute to Oi 1, yep. Worldwide Tribute to Oi 2, Oi fucking Oi Skins and Pins. Skins and Pins was great. Volume 2. Volume 2. You ever hear Volume 3? No, how's volume three? It's fucking great. Yeah? The first five songs are fucking no joke. Do I have it? It's not better than part two, but... I think that's why I didn't jump into you it. You have one. I have one and two. You have one and two. I have one and two. Three's good. Three's good? So we took all those Oi shits... I gotta get it. And we made just one monster Oi CD. And that that's pretty much our introduction to Oi music. Yeah, really. Oi, Oi was like, wow. I, and it was great because... Especially in the uh, skins and pins and uh, the, the the not skins and pins the, Boy, the World, album Worldwide Tribute. Oh, the Worldwide Tribute, yeah. Like you got these punk bands and hardcore bands, and some metal bands too, I think. and a couple metal bands, and they they all came together and they did their versions of songs and like just to hear Agnostic Front doing certain songs, you know. Or New York like, belongs to me was Roger Roger Moraine the Disasters. Yeah. Then you went back and heard the original England belongs to me. It was yeah. really cool. You got me into you got me into uh, Roger Moraine the Disasters. You didn't like it. I took it and I just I now I have every album he puts out. Is it Murray or Merritt? It's uh, Roger Murray. He says it. 
That's what I thought it was, too. Yeah, Roger Murray. Merritt. Roger Merritt. Roger Merritt. I think uh, we should probably end this now. All right, let's end this now. We're going to have to come back and uh, just talk a little bit more about music. Yeah, we're at 40 minutes on on, on part two. All right, do the outro, the, uh, baby. Do the outro. What? Oh, pick your song. Oh, shit. You know what? What song I want is uh, We're Coming Back. Coming back. You gotta sing it. Okay, I remember that song. We're coming back, we're coming back, we're coming back for more. Oh yeah, we yeah. are never coming. Did they do the song or so? Um, where, where is he now? What is? Alright, Ivan. Thank you for being on my podcast. Yo, thanks for having me, man. It's fucking great. We gotta do this again for sure. Thanks for doing two parts. No problem. Because it's gonna be two episodes. Nice. Just, just so you guys know out there, we did this all in one sitting. It's probably three hours worth of shit, including the Applebee stuff. In a smelly ass fucking car. <laughs> All right, so here's um, Bouncing Souls doing a cover of an oi band that I don't remember the name of. I think Coxbarra, bro. Fucking what? What'd you say? Coxbarra song? Could be Coxbarra. I'm not calling you cock. I thought you called me a cock. Coxbarra. Cox. Uh, Here we... What's the name of the song? We're coming back. All right, we're coming back. All right. Um, Oh, God. (laughs) You can hit me up, MikeRussoNY, gmail.com. MikeRussoNY on Instagram. A Twitter, a Vine. You want to plug anything? I think I farted. I plugged already, but uh, dude, I'm leaving. I'm getting out of the. Car. Got me on Twitter. <laughs> Zep seventy seven, baby. Dude, that's at Twitter. See you later. <laughs> that's the.